This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right, we are back with the amazing, awesome, outrageous sometimes, highly opinionated and to the point, Joan Stewart, the publicity hound. And this, as I said, is the part two. Last week was all about how to avoid hiring the publicist from Hill. Joan did, you know, let all of you know, and so I'll just repeat it right here. If you go to her website, publicityhound.com, and you click on the uh, where it says shop, whatever the shop is. And in, within her own personal store, she has a fabulous book I'd recommend you all get. It's an ebook, How to Hire the Perfect Publicist. You want to use the magic code, Perfect Publicist, and you will get it 50 for 50% off. So with that, we were talking about how to avoid this, this, this creature you want to not get into your circle. And Joan was going through, she has questions and boy, does she have questions. And she was going through a laundry list of questions. And as we came up to the the close, we ran out of time. So I said, we will pick that question up on this one. And then I think we're going to jump into really the question we're going to ask you all. Are you really, really, really ready for a publicist. And and with that, Joan, do you remember that tip that you were going with last week that we, yeah. we could get uh, off? Okay. Yeah, I right? had mentioned it earlier in the podcast, but I wanted to underscore it because I, I get the question sometimes, what's the most important consideration in hiring a publicist? If you've mm-hmm. done the interview correctly, like I told you to, you're going to have a lot of stuff in front of you. And actually, the most important consideration is chemistry. Mm-hmm. It's the chemistry you feel with your top candidate. If you've got a candidate who answered all the questions and checked off all the boxes correctly, there's something that bugs you about her and you can't figure out what it is. That's probably your intuition <laughs> that's kicking in. Yes. And um, chemistry is real important. If you think that she's not the kind of person you're going to be able to get along with, I would probably go to candidate number two. Right. And, and Jones used the word she. Probably 90% or maybe more of most publicists are female. Is that right. what, would you say that's right, Joan? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So you have that. So chemistry, 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 you know, are you in sync? Do you get it? Do um, it, can you sense where they're going? And, and as as well as can she sense what you're thinking? Literally, because when you're working with a publicist, I'm telling you, it is a really close bond. I mean, they become like friends. Yes, my friend, um, Terry Casey, wrote a book uh, called Passion. Uh, 
what's the name of it, uh, Pride and Joy, The Passions and Lives of Women Without Children. And I was one of the authors who she interviewed. Um, uh-huh. for the book. And Terry actually was lucky enough to get a book, an author tour, which is almost unheard of these days. Yep. And as she was going around the country, she was feeling pretty lonely going from city to city. She said, it's, it's, those author tours are not as easy and glamorous as you think they are. And her publicist, oh, whose name I can't remember, she said, would call her at night and would give her pep talks to keep mm. her up, to keep her spirits up when she was mm-hmm. on the road. You know, going from hotel hotel to hotel. And um, so you're right. You can really far form a strong bond with the publicist. And so it's got to be the right person for you. Mm-hmm. Joan, I am so glad you brought that up. Um, and although, it, you know, it wasn't on my set of bullets to go through. But let's, let, if we can, um, just kiss on what an author tour is. And, and I've done several of them. And they are grueling. They are grueling because you're in, uh, I'll just take California. You're in San Diego one day. The next day, you're in Los Angeles. The next day, you're in San Francisco. The next day, you're in Portland. And the following day, Friday, you'll end the week in Seattle. You will not know where you are. It's sort of like the political candidates yes. who are on the stump yes. and they go from city to oh. city. And they're in Des Moines and they mm-hmm. accidentally say Detroit <laughs> to the crowd because they can't remember what city they're in. Or Duluth. You know? Or Duluth. Right. It's a D. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and it, it is, it's, it's truly grueling. Um, I was fortunate that I always had escorts with me. Um, the publisher always provided an escort so that they would show up with a sandwich or something or a cup of soup or what, what do you need to make sure that you've got something because it's, it's a challenge. Um, this thing called publicity when you are out on the stump. And Joan is absolutely right that it's easy to get confused. You can screw up on your host's names if you're being interviewed mm-hmm. and drop in one because you are just so freaking tired. Yep. And I, I can remember when I was on tour for my second book. And I was in San Francisco, and we had then the next step. And it, it, pretty soon, you you develop touring pals. All these authors are on the same the same route with you, and mm-hmm. and from other publishers. And you make friends this way too. But I remember in in Portland, and it, it was late at night, and I was you know tired. And one of the other guys who happened to be a psychologist was uh, promoting his book. I was doing a book dealing with women and money. And, um, and I also had just had my son die several months prior to this. And it was just, you know, emotionally wrecking physically, you know, I'm exhausted. And I, we were literally leaning Joan back to back each other, holding each other up mm-hmm. I back, to back in the airport. And he said to me, Judith, just, I want you to have some warm milk. It'll help you sleep better. Uh-huh. <laughs> there you go. I never forgot that. <laughs> but it, it is grueling. Now, you can, I'm going to tell you, you can go together your own author tour. You know, there's nothing preventing you from getting out. Let's say you're heading down to Texas, um, and Dallas is a huge market. Houston is a huge market that, that you could literally reach out to some of the media stations and, and pitch and book. 
And then at the same time, you want to contact the uh, the bookstore saying, hey, I'm going to be featured in blah, blah, blah. Tell them where. Make sure that you have some books so I can refer listeners or viewers to your bookstore. I did this very successfully. Exactly. So. Oh, Joanne McCall. Joanne McCall is the book publicist that um, that uh, worked with uh, Terry Casey, my friend, and um, gave her the moral support on the road. Um, just like you know, your your milk and cookies, <laughs> your milk and cookies supporter. He, he didn't say cookies. He no. just said milk. Or milk. milk. <laughs> All right. So that, that that just going back that we're talking about chemistry, chemistry with people you meet, people who are you're supporting, you need cheerleaders, you need someone just to say, you know, I'm exhausted, you know, tell me a joke, something uh-huh. um, right. you reach out to. All right. So, Joan, I've got a few questions for you as we, we enter into this, our, our part tour here. Um, are you really, really, really ready for questions? So what are some of those critical questions that Oscars, uh, that Oscars, authors need to ask? Um, now, you need to ask yourself these questions, but you all, these are also the kinds of questions that a publicist might ask you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, because remember in the previous segment, we talked about questions you should ask the publicist. She may want to ask you these questions to see if you're worth her time. And one of the questions is, what are your goals? What are your goals with this book? What do you, how, what do you want it to do for you? And the goal might be to sell 10,000 books. The goal might be to make you, to give you a, uh, Solidify your platform as not only an expert in your field, but as a true influencer. And the influencers are are mega, mega experts. They're way at the top. Um, another question is, how many books do you think you're going to sell? I think that's a great question. We talked about this on the, in the previous episode. Um, when you take a client on, Judith, how many books do your clients think they're going to sell? Oh, I had one just the other day that was sure he's going to do a half a million. And I said, let's be real. <laughs> and let's be real. And I actually went through those numbers where I, um, you know, know that last year only nine, you know, only nine books sold a million copies, of which three of them were children's books. Wonky yeah. donkey. You know, uh, the the wimpy kids, that type of thing. So now we're going to start knocking off some other books. Uh, year before, we had Michelle Obama at 3.4 million books. And then the next one down was 1 million, uh, which or 900,000 maybe would have been uh, uh, Robert Bob Woodward's Fear. Uh, you know, so there you got to think, okay, so... I think I'm them. Okay, that's great to think and be positive and push forward. But let's do a reality check. Let's be realistic and go into it. And then that's when you can start talking, you know, the dollars and cents of this thing, which is really important to understand. Exactly. And if you come back and the answer is, I think I'm going to sell a half million books, it tells the publicist that you don't have a realistic grasp of the publishing industry. Exactly. For non-celebrities. Because those people who you tipped off, they're all celebrities. No wonder they sold a lot of books. Of course. And they had major publicists behind them. Exactly. 
point out, every one of them had publicists behind them. So, um, you know, they're not they're not doing it. It's not the uh, the self the, the self made. Now, were were there self made books? You know, that came from the self published market that went into the million. Yes, they did, and they were propelled. Uh, you know, one of them would be Fifty Shades of Grey. Right. Uh-huh. Um, yep. The other the other one would have dealt with the vampire series, the initial vampire series. But we're OK. We'll we'll come back with that. I'll continue with it. This is Judith Bryles. It's author you, your guide to book publishing. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Is there a book in you or another? Author You shows you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hoodwinked. If you already have a book out, you will find a supportive and brainstorming community that is connected and creative no matter where you live. Author You brings in national experts for its book camps and annual Author You Extravaganza. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author You's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publishing. Author You is the premier authoring resource in the country, creating community, education, guidance, vision and success for the serious author if you want to create a book that has pizzazz punch and panache author you is for you timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted on its social media platforms and it is free discover author you where authors go to become seriously successful join author you today at authoru.org Are you confused about publishing options? Do you know which printing option is best for your book? Does your stomach flip when you think about selling books? Or do you feel overwhelmed with what to do about book marketing and publicity? Get the answers and much more. Get them and from someone who knows publishing inside and out from both the traditional and independent sides how to make a successful book. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so. Or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand and platform, and is a success, a bestseller. It is your choice. You choose. If you want author and publishing success, you want Judith Bryles as your book coach. Sign up for her weekly blogs and e-zine at thebookshepherd.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. 
Before we went to break, we were talking about money, 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 and how many books have sold. Um, and I think that this is the real deal. I mentioned uh, in last week's show that the typical book out of New York, not the celebrities, not the ones that they've got the big books that they're pushing out, but typically the lifetime is around 5,000 books. That means you're going to make around $3,500, maybe max $5,000 um, in royalties. That's it. That's it, folks. Now, on the if you are in an independent publishing market and you go ahead and you front it, you create your own little company, and let's say that you sold those 5,000 copies that you're and you say your book was 20 bucks. So 5,000 times that uh, uh, 5,000 times 20 is $100,000, right? So with that $100,000 mark, um, now you're starting to say, okay, how much did it cost me to do all this? And that it most likely it could cost anywhere from 20. Uh, I'm saying if you're going to have a professional designer and you're going to have it make it look really, really, really good, um, and you're going to be printing and you've got to print out these 5,000 copies, that you could have anywhere from 20, maybe even up to $30,000 in it to it. But still, you sold how many books? Mm-hmm. You know, what's your dollar amount? So I had 5,000 times 20, that's 100,000. I am now $70,000 ahead at least, at 70 to 80,000 ahead. Now, if you just say, okay, so, but if I did 5,000 with a traditional publisher, I'm looking at 3,500 to 5,000. So wait a minute, I think I maybe, I don't need to really be brilliant to do the math here. So that's why we're talking. Learn how to promote yourself. This is marketing. This is where publicity comes in. And I think one of the best ways to do that is what I love is the niche market. And I've always said that the, the more you niche yourself, the bigger the market is. But Judith, it is. Judith, I want everybody to read my book. Oh, I know. My book's for everybody. I know. I wrote the book. Everybody should read it. No, they shouldn't. No, they shouldn't. And remember this, it's so much easier to be the whale in the pond versus the sardine in the sea. And those niche markets, um, uh, pick one. We talked about um, the iodine and breast cancer author. Okay. Um, Okay, that's a real niche. And it's easy to find people who need that information. Mm-hmm. The, and, so it's the healthcare market. You're going down the healthcare market, um, or the nutrition market, because or the or breast cancer. Like in in the case of Lynn Farrell's book, the iodine crisis, she was really going about this. It, 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 that book came from her recovery from breast cancer, and how she went. She bucked traditional medicine, and she started figuring out other resources. Saying to me, yes, but I think I would want all the husbands to buy those books for their wives, or the boyfriends oh, yeah. to buy the books for the girls. That ain't gonna happen. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Number one, men aren't the primary book buyers. Exactly. <laughs> so stop that one. <laughs> exactly. So you mentioned nutrition. Okay, let's niche it even further. How about plant-based diets? Of course. If you've if you've written a book on plant-based Diets, those people are so easy to find online. 
fine. And because there's not a ton of information written on some of these very narrow niches, anything that you can offer, these people are going to gobble up. Nope, no pun intended. Um, so don't think that if you're targeting a narrow niche that you're going to sell fewer books. I think it's just the opposite. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that's I think that that's where it's go. And, you know, Joan, I this is I, a confession. I fell into that trap when I came out with my book called Woman to Woman from Sabotage to Support. And I thought every woman should have it. My pitch, my initial pitch that I stumbled on um, had that direction. And, you know, it was boring. It was blah, 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 blah. Um, and the fact is, it's not for every woman. Does every woman really care? And this is this book topic, by the way, was about do and why women undermine other women. Uh-huh. Okay. But the niche it went to, and they actually came found me for speaking, is it became very hot in healthcare. And in fact, then I, I now I'm going to a vertical drill down. All right. So you you have this. The horizontal is okay. So we have a toxic workplace and we have problems. But now let's do vertical and go down deeper. Healthcare. Let's go down deeper. Nursing. Mm-hmm. I ended up writing several books for the healthcare that we got rid of. You know, we changed the titles, and it now had for the healthcare for anyone who for people who worked in healthcare. A huge market, huge sale, huge, huge sales. Right. Speaking of um, money, let me give you a couple of other questions you should be asking yourself or a publicist might ask you. Um, can you give me a range of how much you can invest in a publicity campaign? How much money do, do you have any money to invest in a publicity campaign? You're going to need some um, you can do you can do all of it yourself, but you've got to have a little bit of cash uh, because you may want to do some pay-per-click ad- advertising, and that's going to take some money. Here's another money-related question. Do you have any personal issues that would prevent you from going forward with the publicity campaign now or as soon as your book launches? Because, I, Judith, I can't mm. tell you how many authors I have run into and they launch the book and they cannot go, they can't do media interviews because they can't leave the house because they have um, health issues or they're taking care of sick, sick parents who cannot be left alone. I've also dealt with authors who are working on their master degrees and their PhDs or write, they're writing a thesis and they don't have time to do media interviews. So you've got to plan your book launch and your publicity campaign so that the, the timing is right so that you can take the time not only to pitch but to actually do the media interviews. Here's another money-related question. Do you have money for new clothes, hair, hair, a hairstylist, a makeup artist, and coaching? Because if you want TV publicity especially, you have got to look fabulous. And as we know, I mean, I every time I got my professional photo taken, I would always invest in a hair and makeup artist who made me look 10 times better than I could ever <laughs> look myself, ever. I mean, I look completely different. And the money is well worth it, trust me, especially for your professional photos. 
Hey, hey, Joan, I always loved the one with you in your motorcycle jacket. I thought that was Oh, hot. yeah. That was for the dating <laughs> sites. That wasn't for publicity. That was for the dating sites. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was for publicity. Okay. Yeah, so. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. So, but um, uh, Joan has mentioned again media coaching. If you're doing television and stuff, and I even um, I had probably four sets of media coaching, and I actually had a speech coach as, 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 for vocal as well, because that here is one of the things, Joan. This is my confession. It's my button pusher, and it is when I am watching a television show. And this is directed at women, and her voice is really high. It's almost I'm almost ready to go to the fingernail thing. Yeah. And I don't know what it's almost like this new generation, but I want to tell them you need to work with a vocal coach. You need to get your voice in control. You need to bring it down a little bit because here's, here's ladies, here's what goes on. That when you are nervous, when you're on TV, you may be a little nervous. When you're doing media interviews, you could might have a little nerve factor in there. Your voice tends to go up and you tend to also accelerate how you talk and speed it up. Yeah. Good point. You know, or you could become the deer in the headlight, but usually is you fumble around and you accelerate and it goes up. So really, uh, vocal lessons was one of the first things I did, and it wasn't for singing. I don't have that gift. I can't sing, but I did lower my voice actually two octaves, brought it down. And then the second thing is for media coaching is really there are people out there who will work with you. And one of the reasons why to have a media coach is to help you understand and to be able to maintain and keep focused on track Um, as a spokesperson for fortune 500 companies several of them you know i had my job i had to make sure i said that product or that reference to it at least three times in any interview it didn't matter if it was a two-minute interview or a 40-minute interview i that was part of my assignment yep so and we haven't even talked about public speaking. Um, if you want to get onto the speaking circuit and you want to be a keynoter, uh, you may have to have some cash available to pay a coach uh, to to coach you or to buy training materials or, or whatever um, if you want to truly bring in uh, the high fees. So... You've got to have some money available before a publicity campaign because a lot of the book publicity for you speakers is going to lead to speaking engagements. There's no question about it, especially if you're a physician. And people who write in the nonfiction arena, uh, uh, business, there there are so many conferences and associations. This is actually a very lucrative way to sell your books. And one of the questions should be, am I willing to go on to the speaking circuit? And if the answer is no, because I'm too shy, then you're going to be leaving money on the table. Just understand that. (laughs) So that's when I say you need to get over it, people. Um, (laughs) Because speaking is the number one way to sell books. Number one. What's the name of Judith? What's your book? What's the book that you just wrote? Oh, and and by the way, it just picked up its ninth book award. I just got wow. noticed, you know, I got notified a week ago. I was kind of surprised um, that it is called um, How to Create a Million Dollar Speech. 
and it's it's one comma o o o comma o o o, and it has it has so many good tips and tidbits. I actually do the reveal of how I created a multi million dollar career from speaking and selling my books. You can do it too. We're going to be right back. Joan Stewart is with us, and we're talking about how to be successful in the new year. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Discover the power of you and your book at the Judith Bryles Unplugged events. Each summer, Judith Bryles Book Marketing Unplugged unfolds over three intensive days working with just Judith. You get publishing strategies, author and book platforms, book marketing panache and pizzazz, and authoring tools to take you and your book to rock star success. In the fall and winter, Judith Bryles Speaking Unplugged includes Judith as your coach and mentor during two powerful days. You will learn how to structure a speech, how to create openings and closings, how to find gigs that pay you and sell your books, and you will get one-on-one -on -one coaching. Go to thebookshepherd.com and click on the Events tab to learn how to participate at the next Unplugged Workshop event. First impressions are everything in the world of book publishing. Whether your book is an ebook, a print version, or both, your book cover needs to pop, sizzle, and sparkle to immediately capture the attention of your audience. And your book's interior needs to be just as dynamic and reflect the professionalism your readers demand. Nick Selinger of NZ Graphics has won numerous national and international book awards for his cover designs and interior layouts. With over 20 years of experience in graphic design, he knows what it takes to create award-winning books and the many promotional pieces that authors need, such as posters, banners, postcards, one-sheets, business cards, logos, and more. Visit ncgraphics.com and see what authors and publishers have to say about their award-winning books and how NZ Graphics can make your book the success it was meant to be. That's nzgraphics.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right, with me is Joan Stewart, and we are talking about um, being really successful in 2020. That ties in directly with using publicity and really following the trail and then seeing other avenues of where it opens up. Before we went to the break, we were talking about the power really of niching, of, of really narrowing down. Try, don't go down to a path of that what you are writing about what you might speak about uh is for everyone that that it's a foolish foolish uh thing to be sucked into it's not for everyone it is for someone 
and hopefully a lot of some ones, but they are, they're findable. And one of the jobs is, and Joan does this when she does research with authors um, for their publicity channels is, you know, where are they hanging out on that? So Joan, you know what? I think we should talk about how to find these people. How do they find their target market for for whether it's media and because media also has a target market. Not every not every radio show wants to have an author on it, right? Exactly. Exactly. So target markets are everywhere. There, for magazines, um, most people think, well, I want to get into People magazine and whatnot. Forget it. You know, you're, you're probably not going to get into People unless you're Michelle Obama, who has a new book. Then you'll be on the cover. Okay? <laughs> and, if, and if you're not Michelle Obama, then you're going to have to go after some niche publications. And there's a magazine out there for just about every topic. Um, I was at a conference. It may have been one of yours, and I was talking about this. It was a woman in the audience raised her hand, and she said, I got a cover story in a uh, magazine for people who make purses. They manufacture purses, and it's called Purse Manufacturer Magazine or whatever. And I said, really? I said, what do you do? And she said, I make decorative straps for purse manufacturers that they can put on their purses or that purse buyers can use. And she said, I got a cover story and it got me all this publicity and I sold all these straps. I mean, who knew? And who knew? You know, you mentioned People Magazine. I I, I actually did get in People Magazine twice. Of course you did. I actually actually had a four-page spread in People Magazine, which is a lot. Well, because you're a celebrity, that's why. Uh, well, I don't know about that. But anyway, here's what they told me and in a discussion, you know, post when I was actually I, I called them back to I had the contact to try to pitch it. And they, here's what they want to know. Is there already buzz out there? And and that is not to prevent it. They're saying we don't want exclusive. They want topics and people that there's a lot of chatter going on. Mm-hmm. And that was a big insight to me. Instead of being there first, because like if you want to talk about publicity, whether it was Good Morning America or CBS in the morning or 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 today, they really wanted to be the first. And, you know, of course, you pitched to all of them. You, you know, we pitched to all of them, but they wanted to be the first. Right. Right. So, let's talk about let's talk about the actual book and questions that you need to ask yourself about your book to find out if you're ready for a publicity and marketing campaign. And one of the things that you and I have talked about with many of our clients is the importance of the 15-second elevator pitch. When somebody says, tell me about your, what do you do? Judith, pick up on that. And then I want to, when you're done explaining what Mm -hmm. that is, I then want to share with everyone who's listening, the tip I got from you at one of your events and how it really helped me elevate my elevator pitch. Yeah, and the elevator is that quickie. It used to be like 30, I mean, they used to be a couple of minutes. Okay, then that got dropped to 30 seconds. And now it's 15 seconds. And frankly, if you can get out who you are, what you are, what your book is about, what the, you know, what the hook is within 10 words, that's a home run. That is today's market. And the elevator pitch was just to really, to, to throw out information that the listener wanted more. 
and you started a dialogue and you would engage men. So I had mentioned last week that for my book, Woman to Woman, you know, one of my beliefs was it was for everybody. Um, or maybe I mentioned in this show. I can't remember. But anyway, it was for everybody, which was totally wrong. And when I was pitching it and I did the pitching for all of it. Um, and I was, uh, it was just, it was too long. It was boring. It wasn't succinct. Um, and, and pitches can be rhyming. They can be succinct. They can have a quirk to them, but there's, there's certain things that elements that really do pick up and pay attention. And my pitch, which it got down was just simply this contrary to popular belief, men don't discriminate. That is less than 10 words. And and I got their attention. I and, got their and attention. And what you taught me was that you need to give people enough information, but uh, not not so much information that you tell the whole story. Because what you're trying to do is get them to say, "Oh, tell me more." Exactly. The three magic words: "Tell me more." And and then and and then I would say, you know, men don't discriminate; women do. Oh, you know, <laughs> and and they're going, wait a minute, wrong, 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 wrong. And then then that then they then they invited me in that I could tell them more. And that's where some statistics would come up and that. And, and one of the things that we found in our survey is 42 percent of the women who worked in healthcare didn't want to work with other women. Holy moly, Joan. Healthcare is 90 percent female. Four out of ten. Yes. Okay, so how did we jazz it up? Okay. I'm publicity expert Joan Stewart, the publicity hound. And over the last 20 <laughs> years, I've mentored, coached, and taught more than 50,000 authors, speakers, experts, CEOs, and small business owners how to get thousands of dollars in free publicity and tell their story to the world without a $20,000 publicist. Okay. Just All those right. three statistics really dress it up. Yes, and and that's what, when you when you learn. And by the way, when you are writing this, like Joan has this written out, you don't spell fifty thousand. You don't spell twenty years. You use the numerical twenty five zero comma o o o o because people will remember them easier. So think about this. People will remember them easier. Um, and Joan and Joan's seen my one sheet that I have that is just that my whole bio. You know, I could go long, 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 long. But my whole bio is five and a half lines. And it, it, it really does say, you know, it says I've written 37 books. Um, um, I have, uh, it has in there that um, I have, you know, created, worked with over 500 bestsellers. Um, and you know, I did numbers that you can punch out in that I've, I've sold 17 foreign countries, things that people remember. I've, I've created 3 million, 3 million 
in speaking fees, over $2 million in book sales. People remember those. And what you're saying is, this is your influencer coming in. Oh, they kind of, I think maybe they might know what they're talking about. For both Joan and I, that's really important since we sell our time. And we, both, Judith, both you and I have been around for a million years. For authors, for those of you who don't have a big platform yet, you can change this 15-second elevator pitch as you get bigger, as your platform becomes bigger, okay. as you become more influential, as you start to speak to bigger groups, as you publish more books, and as you sell more. And it, so this elevator pitch is going to change over the years. All right. So the, the, the bottom line is what Joan and I are talking about, even though we're both long in the tooth because we've been out here doing this for a long time, is statistics will count a lot, a lot in your uh, your pitching. So if you have a book, you know, for the nonfiction people, it's really easy to start putting pitches out. And maybe if it's about yourself, you can do it as an author. You know, for the last 10 years, I have worked on the concept of blah, 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 blah. Or I spent eight years in Wales researching this. Uh-huh. And, and, and you start bringing out, you see these numbers that shows that you are serious which is always important, I think. People, and, and also, Joan, we didn't talk about this, but here's what, for publicity for you, tying in and also with the marketing, people don't want to invest their time, and publicists usually don't either, in one-book ponies. They want to know that there's more coming along. Yeah. They want to, and, and so you want to be able to incorporate that, that you have other books within you. And uh, for fiction authors, I always want you to see you tease and put the opening chapter of your next book or two in there. And I would also uh, sit down on the very last page, do, do what the big boys do. They have their book cover uh, inside and the other books uh, that all along there are other books below there so they can see because I'm telling you, super fans, readers that are super fans, they will buy the book. Oh, I don't have that book cover. I love this author. I don't have that book cover. I'll get that book. Uh-huh. Very, very important to understand. All right. We're going to take another final break here. And then what we'll do is we're going to come back and really talk about some of the things, more the questions to ask your book. But also, let's talk about this word called benchmarking for success. How do you become successful as an author in this year, 2020, with Full Vision? We'll be right back. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. The book shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and guide to collaborate with you as you create strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You do not need more problems. You want solutions. Dr. Judith Bryles will shepherd you through the maze and chaos. 
At times, she has had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher, by a publishing service provider, and sometimes even by the author. If you want author and book success, connect with her today at thebookshepherd.com. At Total Printing Systems, customer service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from 1 to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types, including side sewing. We provide warehousing, kitting, distribution, inventory management, a new print-on-demand facility, streaming browser-based ebooks, and bookstore. Call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project. You can also visit our website at www.tps1.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right, final segment of our two-parter on publicity smarts, actually. The first part last week was on how to avoid hiring the publicist from Hill, and we've been talking about are you really ready for book publicity. So I think, Joan, uh, to, to go back to that question um, as we go forward in, this, in these last 12 minutes with each other is that a lot of times authors aren't ready for it. They don't understand that there is a commitment um, and it's an obligation, whether you're doing it for yourself or you're hiring someone. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, um, and, and it's not the type of thing you do once and then you get on with your life and write your second book. You've got to be marketing your books all the time, even if it's mm-hmm. just to do one small thing a day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely true. So with that, um, are you ready to commit? Like you don't. I, I one time had someone said, "Okay, we're gonna. I'm gonna make my book. It's gonna be officially published on March 1st, and we're going on a two-week cruise." And I said, "No, you aren't. Not you're not gonna publish it on March 1st. You're gonna. You need to be, stay and be present. You're. Yeah. You know. That's your reward. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's the timing. The, the timing is so critical. And also. Uh, we talked about benchmarking during the break, and uh, mm-hmm. we should t- talk a little bit about benchmarking, and then I'll talk about how it pertains to publicity and some mistakes I'm seeing authors make who, uh, you know, I can't fault them for wanting to be super successful, but they want that right out of the gate. Um, yeah, I, I have had so many times people say, well, my book is just like Dan Brown. You know, people who are readers of Dan Brown would enjoy my book. That could be, that could be possibly true. That's the target market. Right. But now you've got to earn your way into it. Right. So when you work with an author, how do you benchmark? 
Well, we're at the bottom. (laughs) Most of us are at the bottom. Some of them have been very successful. You know, they're coming back from multiple books. But that if we're talking about a newbie author going along the line, it's important to know who the comparables and the the competition is. Um, that we, you, you have to really, I tell them, I want you to pay attention. So what are they doing? What are they doing in their blogs? What are they doing in their social media? You follow them, you study them. Maybe if you can, you make comments, but you start there. That is the beginning. And most of them, you know, one of the biggest problems I see is they don't understand they need to build their infrastructure. That's where the benchmark starts. Right. And in, in my long before the book launch well it should it should joan (laughs) (laughs) do i hear you saying judith that you have author clients who don't have social media accounts until they launch Well, because they're so busy, they have to write, they have to write, they have to write. And, you know, I ground it in. So one of the things on my Friday morning coaching call I did is that we had our first one of the new year just a couple of weeks ago. And I just said, all of you, before Friday's over, you are going to go up and you're going to get a count on how many email subscribers do you have? How many people, if you have a newsletter, how many subscribers? If you have a blog, how many, you know, a lot of people don't subscribe to blogs now, Joan, like they used to. They just figure you're going to put it out and they'll pick it out that way. But so how many subscribers, how many people on LinkedIn, how many people on Pinterest, how many on Facebook, how many on Twitter, etc.? What are your numbers? You have to have a number. And, and it's okay if your number's one or zero. Look, right. at when I st- started my podcast, I had one listener. My husband felt he should listen just to make me feel good. And so, <laughs> and so that's where you start. It's where we start. Now measure. Um, I have a new opt-in piece uh, that I have put out. So I'm going to tell all you subscribers, we're talking about publicity. It's called the Ultimate Interview Cheat Sheets for Radio, TV, and Podcast. Go get it. Um, and that's on my website, thebookshepherd.com. All right. So when we did it, when we first put it out, we put out um, exactly, you know, what was our what was our subscriber? This is to capture emails. What was my subscriber list at that time? So I would know any quick bump, which is going to happen when you have your these campaigns, it's the same as a publicity for a book campaign, that I will know what the measurement is. And I had someone on my coaching call who said, well, I've had this one up. I've only got like three people. Then I said, it's not working. Take it down. Get a new opt-in piece. So I think that benchmarks give you the capability, um, uh, will give you, not can give you, will give you the capability of seeing is something being effective. Uh Are people listening? That's what's important. Yep, absolutely. And with publicity, um, you need to be willing to do the interviews with your weekly newspapers. You need to be willing to do interviews with third and fourth level magazines. You need to be doing interviews with neighborhood newsletters before you expect to be in the Wall Street Journal. Because with these lower level publications, these will help you gain experience on how to interview with professional journalists. Which is the goal here. Exactly. So so you get, and I can, re- I've had producers, Joan, call, call me back after I've had like maybe a three-minute interview. Uh-huh. 
and, and, and compliment me. Boy, you were right on target. You know, we got three quick tips from you. That's what we want. You're very good at that, Joan. Uh-huh. Three quick tips, bang, 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 so they can get it. And now that would be that being able to just spiel off something is perfect for drive-by, drive yeah. time on radio. It's perfect yeah. for live for that kind of live radio. And 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 by the way, um, I know all the buzz is about podcast. It's really great. You know, we love it. We've been doing it for years. But I love live radio. And they're all streaming and don't ignore it because it's a very viable. And the other thing I want to say, Joan, about publicity is, and you've referred to it, alluded to it, the go, don't go shoot for the, the big apple. I'm telling you, I was on Oprah several times. It didn't sell books. It was yeah. a little local third and fourth tier because here's what's fabulous. You have a conversation you have actually a talk versus when you realize when you get on these big shows, those big shows are about them. The star is Oprah. The star is yeah, Ellen. The point. star is that. That you're not the star. You're just you know the accessory. You're but prop. When, you're you're prop. the you're the prop. Great word. You're the prop. But when you get into these third and fourth tier markets, like on major radio or like podcasts, which could be heard anytime, anywhere, you know, all over Timbuktu. But like you're on a major station, you know, and I'm in Denver, in Denver, boy, at two o'clock in the morning, when there is no competition airway, my voice is easily heard live in Sacramento, California. And, and if your niche market is truck drivers, yeah. you're going to sell a ton of books. Exactly. So I, I'm just saying for publicity, you know, maybe think about concentrating on that third and fourth tier. Don't worry about, don't worry about the big apples. Go after the lower markets that will give you more time and give you more support. I think you might see better results. I agree. So that that's kind of my my two bits here, <laughs> and and we have that. All right. So benchmarking. Know what your numbers are. Social media. Uh, and, you know when should you start marketing your book? The day you start writing it. Oh oh, I bet you didn't. All right. So that's today. <laughs> Get going today. <laughs> that would be my bottom line, Joan. You want to add to that? And do a little bit every day. A little bit, even if it's just even if you spend ten minutes a day. Marketing, and that 10 minutes might be spent finding um, six bloggers in your niche that you want to pitch guest blog posts to. You can do that in 10 minutes because all you have to do is Google it. All right. So if you're if you're going to the Google, so you're, you want to find the podcasters, Google best podcast for and then what's your expertise or your theme and see what comes up. That's where I would start. Yep, absolutely. Or top 10 podcasts for blank. And you'll be amazed at how much stuff shows up on the first page of Google. Right. But but I also want you to go past the first page because a lot of times that first page is filled with ads, paid ads. Um, and Google's very getting very aggressive going out um, to get more paid ads now that will fill that first page. So do, So dive down. And go a little bit deeper. The here. other thing that I heard, and I don't know how true this is, the other thing Google is doing is on the first page, they're not always putting the most recent stuff on the first page. Yes, that's new. I don't know how to get around that. And I've 
noticed that. I heard somebody say that about two months ago, and I was looking for something this morning, and all the stuff I found was from 2018. And I'm thinking, this is crazy. I want mm-hmm. stuff from late 2019, from November and December. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Couldn't find it. All right. Well, you, so that means you do have to dive deeper. And especially if you're trying to find some things that um, or, or like, you know, going back to what Joan talked about last week, the publicist from Hill, um, you, you know, one of the searches you might want to be or uh, anybody I would be considering dealing with. I would be taking the name of their company as well as their name. And I would put problems, but the name word problems, scams lawsuits, Uh rip off, Uh things like that to see if anything bubbles up that they may not be everything that they say they are. Right. It's really important to do that um, as we go into it. All right. So, Joan, before we close out, would you mention again your ebook that you have available to everybody? Yes. It's called How to Hire the Perfect Publicist. And you can get it at my website at publicityhound.com. And when you get there, you're going to click on the shop navigational button. When you get to the shop navigational button, you are going to click on the publicity category. And it will be right there on the first page. And you are going to use the coupon code The name of the book is How to Hire the Perfect Publicist. There's going to be a lot in there, tons in there, that you will even find helpful if you do your own publicity campaign. And you're going to, when you check out, you're going to use the coupon code PERFECTPUBLICIST. The book sells for $47, and you'll get it for half price. And I like half price, and I think getting, you know, getting something that will soar you ahead of the crowd for less than 25 bucks is a good deal. All right, this is Judith Bryles. Thank you so much, Joan Stewart. Bye, everybody. All right. And we'll be with you again next week on Author You, Your Guide to Book Publishing. Thank you for being a part of Your Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles.